0: This podcast is part of the ACAST Creator Network.
1: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times.
0: Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now over the weekend, the third series of Premier League games took place and again there were surprise results and it is building up to be a very interesting season as always. And I'm joined now by John Giles and Liam Brady to look back at the weekend and also to look forward to tonight's game between Manchester United and Liverpool at Old Trafford John, you must be a happy man Leeds 3, Chelsea 0 a surprise result I would say for most people Chelsea had a player sent off near the end, Koulibaly but Leeds looked on what I saw to be all over them and it looked like a really good performance
2: Very, very good performance Eamon well deserved Uh, they made Chelsea look a poor team and the longer the game went on so it was very, very good it was um, it was like back to the Bielsa days, yeah. Damon, where they were there were you know and uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later where the great pressure uh, on the opposition going right to the end. So I think what he's done there, Damon, for for what it's what for my opinion is worth, is that I think when Bielsa near the end, I think he was probably overdoing the training with the players. Yeah, Damon. And not giving them a rest, I think it was very, very hard on them. Right. So I think what uh, Jesse Marsh has done, I think it's quite clever. If, if if this is what I think he's done, is to do the same training, but not as much. Yes. You know what I mean. In yeah, other words, do, yeah. enough to, just enough to, to 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 do on Saturday. I think from what I can gather from from people at Leeds, uh, the players were getting uh, uh, well. I'd say fed up with the training. You know, it was it was too it was too much day in, day out, day yes. in, day out, then to produce on the Saturday. So what I think you've done is much is eased down a lot on the training. So they're right. And they were they were like the Bielsa team yesterday in terms of uh go, 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 go. Yes. And the, the few players that he has signed, um I mean, has done, have done well.
0: Yeah, this fella Harrison was singled out uh on television uh, he scored the last goal, the third goal, rather, but he's new, isn't he?
2: Yeah, there's, 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 I've names written down Tyler Adams, Mark Rocker yeah. and Brendan Aronson.
0: Aronson, yeah, he's, he scored yeah. the first goal, a good goal.
2: Yeah, he, he well, the, yeah, the goalkeeper made a mess with it, as we know, but he yeah. got in and he did it. But they were very, very good in midfield. I had never seen these players playing before, I mean, Uh And I, I was I was critical of them selling you know, two of the best players Phillips, been, and, yeah, and yeah. Phillips. Uh, but these these lads played in midfield. They were very, very, very good. And the whole team, you know, looked like a good team, Eamon. Now, we've right. got to see more of them, obviously. But Chelsea, as we know, are a good side. But they totally outplayed Chelsea on the day. There's no doubt about that. They were very, very good.
0: Yeah, Liam, Chelsea, I, I, I thought it was a shock. They kind of gave up, almost. And they i thought we what we all thought i think before the season started chelsea would be one of the contenders one of the big clubs along with liverpool and of course manchester city fighting for you know europe trophies and everything yesterday was very very poor wasn't it was it that they were made to look poor or that at the moment they are poor
3: no well, i agree with john uh it's only a week since they really outplayed Tottenham, Eamon, and yes. they looked pretty good, you know? Yeah. Uh, they looked hungry, they looked up for it. Uh, they did have Kante in midfield last week that they didn't have this weekend. Yes. You know, and he can make a difference. Huge. But uh, um they just didn't look uh, as if they wanted to compete with the way Leeds played and Leeds were amazing. As John said, I, I totally agree with them. The closing down the the chasing right from the start to finish uh, was was brilliant. You know, uh, I heard Tuchel's interview after the game, and you would have to agree with them. They did start well, Chelsea, but you know they didn't take the couple of chances that they had. And then the Mendy gifted Leeds a goal, which gave them a great lift. You have to say that as well. But uh, uh, the contrast between Chelsea last week and this week was amazing.
0: Let me ask you both a question. I must start with you. The Chelsea goalkeeper, Edward uh, Mendy, this week got caught in possession, uh, gave a goal away. Uh, Last week it was David De Gea who tried to play out from the back. Uh, They say he's not good enough to do that. Uh, Mendy got caught yesterday. Uh, uh, What do you think, Liam, about this idea of almost saying that if a goalkeeper hasn't got, as part of his skill set, the ability to play out from the back that's him done now a lot of people said that about the hair last week that you know and some people were quite explicit if he can't do this then you know however good he is as a shot stopper that's not good enough what do you think about that
3: yeah, I, I I would agree. You 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 have to weigh up, uh, you know, your goalkeeper's ability to do it before you ask them to do it. Eamon. You yeah. know, and we could name the goalkeepers that uh, are very good at it. Manchester City's goalkeeper, Liverpool's goalkeeper. Yeah. they they've lost goals as well. Yes. Um, uh, it is it is a very risky business. But I watched Manchester City yesterday. Yeah. Um, in the second game up at Newcastle and they do it very very well they get out time and time again yep. uh, but they've kind of they've kind of got it off the path it's 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 it's, it's, uh, it's natural to them you know
0: Yeah, and Edison he's got really good feet Liam he could play up, he could play in midfield yeah he
3: can he, you know if somebody gets closed down or someone's coming to the close them down he's very good at chipping it over the top of them out to the wide players yes uh, they're excellent doing it but you wouldn't ask your goalkeeper, or Mendy, would be on the list with me. That you'd say to him, "Don't do it. Just clear your lines." Mm-hmm. Uh, Ramsdale at Arsenal; he's uh, he's lost a couple of goals as well, or very nearly lost a couple of goals as well, trying to do it. So um, De Gea uh, comes to mind also. So I think we talked about this last week. It's too dangerous for me.
0: Yeah, uh, John, what's your take on it? I mean, does it? If you're a, you're a coach, you 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 want to bring a keeper in? If he doesn't have the ability to play out from the back in his skill set, is that him done no right
2: no i want to see i want to see the goalkeeper stop stopping, stopping goals and that's the, that's your priority yeah. if the goalkeeper can play out from the back that's a bonus but i'm- to- I, I, most of it i 'm totally against it and I think it's dangerous. Ninety percent of the time, and and what the goalkeeper was doing yesterday was just ridiculous. That wasn't even playing out from the back. That was just he was trying to beat, trying to beat the uh, the blooming yeah. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's just it's just stupid, and I think it's overdone generally anyway. Playing out from the back, and if you're judging a goalkeeper by his distribution, I mean. Rather than he stopping the goals, I think it's 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 it's, it's our way looking at it, to be quite honest.
0: Right. Let's move on to Liam. Newcastle, Manchester City. Newcastle at one stage three one up, having been one 0 down. Newcastle really put on a performance. They had this guy San Maximin, who is dazzling. Is I think the right word, but not always dazzling. He he can be in in and out, but for quite a long stretch of the game it looked as if Newcastle might beat them and I thought that was a major surprise because I last week I felt City could go through the whole season without dropping too many points at all and maybe without losing a game
3: it's too early to judge I mean you yeah. know, you're only you're only three we are only two games in after last week uh, it just shows you what could happen in the Premier League Yeah, uh, you know uh, particularly when Newcastle let in a poor goal after about five or six minutes yeah. you were going you, you were thinking well that's that's it you know but they, they came back well as as you say Sam Maximum he's a very exciting player but sometimes uh, he can do daft things but yesterday he was really on four he was yeah uh and uh, Newcastle came back great, you know, scored uh, uh, a great second goal, maximum involved again. Um, and uh, when uh, Trippier scored from the free kick, you thought, well, two goal lead, they're playing well. Newcastle will be able to hang on, but uh, I thought Manchester City were very, very impressive the way they came back, game. And right. if you looked at the amount of chances they created, they, yes. sh- they should have won the game. Uh, but I thought the, the football they played when they had to come back was excellent.
0: Uh, and just let me ask both of you, um, I'll ask John about the game as well, but uh, this fella Haaland, Liam, I think he is going to score an awful lot of goals. I think he's great. He was very unlucky not to get a hat-trick yesterday.
3: Yeah, he'd be kicking himself he didn't. Yep. Polk made a couple of good saves, didn't he? He With his feet. Uh, but Halland did have a couple of chances, but was, he took his goal very, very well. He's so quick and so powerful, Ayman. Uh and with the people that he has around, like Bernardo Silva and uh, and Foden and and De Bruyne, who are going to be able to yes. thread those passes through for him. Yeah, I would go along with you. I think he'll be up around the 30 goal mark.
0: Yeah, uh, John, I'm sure you'd agree with that because we were talking during the match yesterday. What we did look at and what we were talking about and I'd probably, i ask him about this in a minute, you are, are not convinced and I agree with you now about Manchester City's ability in midfield uh, in particular, that there's a lot of square passing they don't really uh, make the kind of telling passes and I'm thinking about Rodri Gundogan who wanders forward and drifts into goal scoring and gets a lot of goals for a midfield player a lot of their midfield play is kind of square, sideways, and you're not as taken with them as some people.
2: No, uh, I think they're not balanced. Yes, in midfield. Yeah. and if you look at the game yesterday, like the Brian is very far forward now. Yes, uh, 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 the man you mentioned there, Rodri, he's okay. He's, he's, he's a square passer, um, but. Yesterday, they had Foden on the left, you know, out wide on the left. Yeah. Bernard Silva, who I think is our best midfield player,
0: yeah.
2: didn't play in that position yesterday. Uh, Grundigan is a goal scorer from midfield. Yeah. So, what you'll find with Jesse, I think, when when they were attacking, excellent aiming. Yes. When the ball broke down, there was little or no defence. Yes. Yeah, yep, there's no yep. balance to, to, to the midfield in particular. Right. I have Bernard Silver in the middle along. Well, Rodri has to be there, but the Brian is not playing in the middle of the field. Uh, Gundogan doesn't play in the middle of the field. Yep. So Foden is on the left wing. So, like when they come forward, very good. But as soon as they lose the, the ball in, in and around there, Raymond. Yeah. They're in big, big trouble.
0: Yeah, I, I, I can, I can see. And yesterday sort of bore that, that out. I mean, a lot of the damage did originate in midfield and a, there was a lot of space for Newcastle. Um, not uh, Joe Linton played, he's a big lump in, but he played okay in midfield for Newcastle as well as San Maximum. Uh, yeah. Let me ask you yeah, about. But you
2: need, you need a balance there then. Of you know what I mean? Do, you need yeah. a balance there. Like, okay, you're going forward, you're going forward well. But there, there, there's, but once they lose the ball, yeah. then they're, they're in big rounds. That catches up on you, I mean, during the game. Like, they lost three goals yesterday. Now, they did extremely well getting back into the game because they got the forward yeah. play again and you know, they another brilliant one they got out. But you, with the really balanced team, I mean, don't lose three goals. Right. You know? That, that's my take on them and they'' are brilliant players, but there's a balance that that needs to be there in the middle of the field or in the team generally and if you get to brian gundigigan uh, uh you know these are goal scorers now i mean green yes. is, is, is a goal now like he's not playing in midfield so that that would be my my fear for them if I have a fear for them uh, in in the balance that you're needed in the team, in other words, you're going forward well, but if you lose the ball, you're still well able to defend so it's it's what city. At the moment, the way I see them? Yesterday, it was all or nothing. They were going to score, going forward. Or they were going to lose if they lose if they lost the ball in the middle of the field, or even before the forward in the middle of the field.
0: Let me ask you about Haaland, John. I mean, players we've been around all of us for a long time now. We've seen a lot of great players, a uh, lot of young players with promise. This man, I think, is is awesome in the in his skill set, the pace, the strength, the vision, the willingness. And of course, the ability to finish it off, and he could easily have had a hat trick yesterday.
2: Yeah, he's, he's 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 a powerful player. I mean, as we can see, he's a yep. big lad, exceptionally quick for yep. his, and balanced for his size. Uh, yeah, I think he can get better.
3: Yes, uh, really
2: as, as as the time goes on in in the in the in the Premiership, but like Liam, I think he scored a lot of goals. I mean.
0: Yeah, a lot, and uh, that was something they didn't really have a twenty goal a year man. They, have, they maybe have a 30-goal-a-year man now.
1: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig.
0: Liam, Arsenal are top of the table. I don't think they've had the hardest of starts, but what they've had to do, they've done quite impressively. What did you make of the performance at Bournemouth aren't a real test, but you still got to get the job done. Uh, what about this fellow Odegaard, who scored two of the goals, the first and second goal in the first ten minutes of the match?
3: Well, first of all, Arsenal played very, very well, Eamon. They're playing with a lot of confidence, I think, after winning the first two games of the season. They went down to Bournemouth and they fancied, uh, yeah. they fancied their chances and they were very, very confident. They knocked the ball around well. Bournemouth, you have to say, were, were looked a poor a poor team in this division and, uh, you know, I think they're in for a long, hard season. But they just couldn't get near Arsenal, couldn't get n- near the ball. Um and, you know, uh, we talked about Jesus last week. He's yes. he really leading the line well. And uh, he was brilliant for the first goal. How uh, He backed into the centre-back and got it under control and went on the dribble put Martinelli in. And what Audregard is doing, who you asked me about, yes. he's getting in the box a lot more, I Eamon, because right. uh, Arsenal are dominating teams. And he has that kind of free role in the middle of the park. You've got Partey and you've got Zaka uh sitting in midfield, uh they're the two central midfield, and he has a Audre has a has a license to go wherever he wants. And uh he, he did well for the for both goals. The second goal when he took it off Aces' foot, he smashed it in really well. Uh but I would be I would be waiting to judge Audregard yes. when he comes up against the big boys. Yes. For me he hasn't done it yet. He didn't do it last season uh, he went. He went kind of missing in those two big games against Spurs and Newcastle when Champions League was on the line. So I'd wait before I'd go overboard about him.
0: Right, uh, John. Just to move on to someone I know. There's a lot of interest in how he does in management. Steven Gerrard. Another bad result yesterday. Again, away from home. They're away from their form away from home is 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 very very very, very poor, and we spoke about it last week. Palace beat them 3-1, comfortable enough, and Villa, again, they were were winning 1-0, they scored an early goal, but that didn't last long. He could have a problem. They're quite close to the bottom, and they haven't played any of the big boys yet either. They don't really look as if they've got it, do they?
2: Sometimes they do, I Eamon, they look very good, and then sometimes they don't. There is an inconsistency there. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and, you know, he left Mings out there at the, uh, a while ago. Yeah. He, had, he, had a, he had a go at him in the paper. I, think I took the captives to off
0: him
2: that. as well, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I just get the imp- impression, I Eamon, and it's only impression because it's early days for him, that he's a bit hard on them. Yep. Yeah. You know, he's a bit hard on the players. He, he criticised them publicly, they're not doing it. And I, I got into them at half time, And, uh, you know, and I think what ha- what can happen in football is that you can be too hard on the players, I mean, yes. You know, that you, like, I, I've heard of it and I, I, I was lucky enough not to be in, in, in that position, to, to have a manager that was too hard. Uh, but I, I've heard of it before where the players say, oh, that's enough, Yeah, you know. Um, because he can be very, very critical publicly after the match. And I believe, you know, as as a manager, you don't give anything away like that publicly. After you're going to do it in the dressing room, you do it in the dressing room, but you don't go public on it. And he's inclined to do that. And I just have a feeling that maybe among the players, that's enough. Yep. You know, I've had enough of that. And and I I don't know because it's early days yet and there's an inconsistency about him. Matches that you would expect, expect them to win and are winning and they don't, you know. Uh, so I just feel that it, it could be a little bit too, too hard on the players. That, right. That's, that's only my take on it so far, Eamon.
0: Okay. Uh, Liam, Crystal Palace, Patrick Vieira got a really great result at Anfield very unlucky not to win actually and Zaha's goal was superb he scored again against Villa at the weekend, he's doing a good job there isn't he?
3: He's doing an excellent job mean. we talked about him last season Yeah. Um, he's playing a different style of football to Roy Hodgson, they're playing much more attacking game, they're a big physical side and I think if they had a really top striker uh, to go with Saha, because is, is is a wide left player I think yes. probably is his best position uh, but the Palace are having to play him up front because I don't think Vieira's got faith in, in any of the other strikers. So um, yeah, they look very good. Uh, he's he's a good manager, um, and Villa look to be you know a, a side that will give the big teams problems, especially at Selhurst Park. Yes. Um, and they'll finish they'll finish I I would think comfortably in in, in the Premier League. They won't have any. Relegation worries this season either. So uh, you know, Vieira is making his mark at Palace without any doubt. Uh, Go back to Gerrard. I would agree with John. He was he, he was very very critical in his in his first eighteen months. Yes. Uh, at Rangers of the players, openly critical, and I right. thought, oh, this is you know this is far too harsh. But they went on to 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 win the league uh, you know and 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 stop uh, Celtic from winning ten in a row and. Gerard was a hero, uh, so I, you know, we'll have to wait and see what's going to happen, but I would be a bit concerned, as I was when he was at Rangers for the first 18 months, that he is too critical, very, very critical of his players to the media.
0: Yeah, and as John said, and we, you know particularly because you played for John, he, he didn't say anything to the press, he'd, he'd hardly say good morning. But he certainly, he certainly wouldn't be giving any secrets away. Addressing room secrets away, and it's fair to say, isn't it, John? There's very few of the great managers who have publicly criticised their players. I mean, Alex Ferguson would get the hairdryer dryer out, but if you're in the dressing room, he wouldn't be going into press conferences and talking to the media after the game and lashing individuals.
2: No, I, well, I, I never believed in it, Eamon. I, mean, I you know, know that, John. You, you,
0: you, hammer- you didn't like the press. You were notorious.
2: Well, no, well, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't dislike them. I, I, just, I, I just felt the press had a job to do, I Eamon, and I, I must be honest now, I wasn't aware of their job in those days because they used to say to me afterwards, John, uh, I have a job to do. And I said, yeah. But well, you realise I have a job to do. <laughs> and my responsibility is to the players, not to you, to be giving you stories. Yeah. Because uh, in those days, I mean, outside with, say Lehman, McMartin, and they would say, "Well, in the second half, you lost it in midfield." Yeah. So I said, "Yeah, yeah, we did." Yeah. But Nick and Lehman go to me and I said, "What's what's going on?" <laughs> I, I wouldn't give anything away like that. I mean, that, that my my responsibility was to the players, and obviously the press didn't like that, and didn't like me for it, <laughs> which which is fair enough. I probably could have given them a bit more than I did, but I had no intentions of 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 being responsible for their jobs, I was more responsible for for my own job. Yes,
0: and you did it really well. Now, John and Liam, to Spurs, Tottenham Hotspur, uh, there's a thing called Spursy, I think maybe Roy King <laughs> invented it but Spursy means <laughs> uh, no heart, chicken, don't like huh? uh, going up north uh, and easy, uh, if you get stuck into them, then pack it in they're not Spursy anymore to my eye but And it was a very good game, John, between Wolves and, uh, and Spurs, Saturday lunchtime. And yeah. I was impressed by uh, Wolves, really. But I was also impressed by Spurs and the perseverance and discipline. Kept, kept going. And Harry Kane, in the end, uh, got the goal that mattered. I think Spurs are going to be there all season.
2: Well, they're going to be hard to beat, Damon. Yes, I'm not so sure they have the players to, to, to right. really challenge uh, Liverpool and, and City. Uh, but they're, they're a lot better than they were before Conte came. Yes. That's for sure. Yeah. They are a team now, I mean yeah. You know, the, the the Wolves match was was difficult. I just felt the Wolves didn't really believe that they could do it. Yes, uh, I mean, That's what I felt with Wolves. But there was no doubt. And, and the previous week, where they had a very difficult match, they hung in there against Chelsea, I mean you know, I think we talked about it last nice. week. I mean, if you uh, last year they, w- they would have been five down against Chelsea, till Conte came in. So he's a real manager. He's got them going very, very professional. They were very professional against Wolves in a different way. Uh, they didn't give, They didn't. Despite the fact Wolves had a lot of play, they didn't give much away. And then, then, then they finished up getting the getting the goal in in, in the end. So I think that they're very impressive sports. I don't think they're quite good enough yet, Eamon, to challenge the, 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 the two, the Liverpool and, and, and City.
0: Yeah, I know, absolutely. But they won't be dropping like a stone no. down, down the table. You know, they'll be there.
2: Oh, no, no, no. That's not going to happen. They're on, they're on the way up, I Eamon. And, and I think they'll only get better and better now as they go along. This fellow's a real manager. And yeah. Uh, he's been successful before. And I think he's doing a terrific job at sports.
0: Now, Liam, Graham Potter at Brighton. An English coach, uh, there's only a couple, Eddie Howe at Newcastle, but we've spoken before, they're well up the, the table now. They went to West Ham, won 2 nil, controlled the game. This guy's a really good coach, and he's happened to sell players as well as keep them, you know, alive and flourishing in the Premier League. He's done a really good job, hasn't he? Yeah,
3: he's lost two big players, didn't he? he Spassuno yep. in midfield and Cucorella to Chelsea, yes. the left back uh but it has not seemed to affect them uh, they they recruit very well the the chairman tony bloom um uh is a is a genius in many ways uh if you read about him Ayman,
0: he's, I, uh, didn't, I didn't
3: know about bet- him oh yeah in the betting world he's been he's made uh, enormous amounts of money uh on on the uh on the Asian handicap, oh,
0: he's, one um, then, hmm? <laughs> hey, he's one of our own, then, He's one of our own.
3: Well, I, I, no, I'm a punter. He's not a punter. He <laughs> takes the bets. You know what I mean? So uh, I think uh, he's uh, he, he's been very successful in the horse racing world with with um, with winners, uh, particularly with Willie Mullins, nice. uh, Cheltenham, and uh, I think he's won the Cesarewitch at Newmarket. They lay out these these horses uh that that you don't expect to win then they're all assumed that they're they're, they're they're backed and they win and in many ways he's done the same with his football team i mean he's yes. he's created a club in in Belgium. uh a lot of the players go there he judges them and then if they if he thinks they're up to it they he brings them over they've got a great recruitment um and uh potter in potter they've got an excellent manager you know they uh, again, I, I think uh, Bloom was very, very clever in doing his homework on who he was going to bring in as the next manager of Brighton, and he did well to get Graham Potter. And they've uh, the, their results have been fantastic if you consider the resources they have and the wage bill they have. Eamon. yes, uh, it's 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 very, very impressive.
0: Yeah, John. Also, uh, and it's fascinating what Liam just told us there because it does show how so often in football, and indeed in life, uh, the good stuff or bad stuff comes from the top. They play really good football, John. There's a composure about them, and you see Potter on the touchline, no ranting, no raving, calm with a side that reflects very well on
2: him. Yeah, no, he's very, very good, I Eamon. I mean, even after the matches on, when he's interviewed, when they do get a good win, he doesn't get carried away with it. You know he's got his feet on the ground. He's very, very good, uh, and he's done a, f- a tremendous job. Yeah, Liam the yeah, yeah. says the, the owner. I hope the owner doesn't ask too much of him, Liam. You know it's okay selling, and he sold a few players, and he does that. But uh, sometimes it gets to the stage where it goes a little bit too far, uh, and I just thought like that he's not he's not he's not he's not asked to do too much. No, he's done a great job will, so
3: no, far. I don't think he will because he knows, like Bloom's looking at the wage bill of his team and you know how yeah. much his team has cost, and yeah. you know he'll that'll be factored into his judgment of the results and the manager. I think he's a very calm guy, uh, yeah. and I think Brighton are a very, very strong club. You know, you can't see them, you can't see them struggling uh, to stay in the division for the foreseeable. You know.
2: No, no, that's, that's, that's great, Liam. I mean, it, 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 what we find with most other owners, eh, uh, Liam, they do take advantage of it and say, well, the manager has to do this, that, and the other, and I'll, I'll, I'll get the money in. But they seem to have a good combination there and, and, and good luck to them. They've done very well, uh, and it's good to see a club like that doing as well as they are doing without having the, the resources of some of the big clubs.
0: Yes, and uh, talking of resources and big clubs, just to, before we finish, lads, Big, big game tonight at Old Trafford. Manchester United without a point. Bottom of the table, except for West Ham, who lost again uh, at home to Brighton against uh, Liverpool, who've had, I suppose, a disappointing start to the season. The two points that uh, City dropped yesterday will be a great encouragement, I imagine, for Klopp. Uh, he's, He's got a lot of injuries. Liam... How do you see this game going? Uh, there's a huge amount on it for both clubs and for both coaches, of course. But what's your take on it, Liam?
3: Well, I'm fascinated to see how Manchester United react to what has been two dreadful results. Yes. Um, and the club seems to be all over the place as regards their, their, uh, their signings. and um, Just don't know what... Uh, you know, what team that's going to be, going to be playing, you know, who's, who's going to play in midfield and where's Eriksen going to play? Is he going to be the, the guy who starts to play off in midfield? Um, right. Which is so, daft. Uh Yeah, uh, I, I'm fascinated to see that. You would have to fancy Liverpool, you know, even though they have a lot of injuries. Looking at Manchester United, looking at the morale of the team, you would have to fancy Liverpool. But you never know, you just don't know. Nobody would have thought Leeds... Uh, could do give Chelsea a doing like that. Nobody yes. thought Newcastle could, you know, f- stop Manchester City. So this is the great thing about the Premier League. But I am fascinated to see if Ten Hag can get a reaction from these United players because their performances uh, have been so lacking in in spirit and morale that you know up against this Liverpool team, you'd have to worry for them.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now the uh, the news, John, is of course. They have signed from Real Madrid Casemiro, a player we all ha- have, know and have known because he's, he's been uh, 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 at the heart of the Madrid team that's won five Champions Leagues. He's 30 years of age. They're paying 65 million. He's a holding midfield player. I think he's, he's had a lot of injuries and missed a lot of games for Madrid over the last couple of seasons. I think it was a panic buy and, and daft. He won't be playing tonight. He won't be registered in time, but it shows how uh, desperate Manchester United are to make us some kind of splash. 30 years of age, John, injury plagued, uh, 65 million. Anyway, <laughs> that doesn't sound great, does it?
2: No. no. And, uh, well, the, the, the policy over the last few years in the transfer market, and, and, and even since this, this new manager came in, hasn't been good. Yeah, you know, I can't see anything, anything but a win for Liverpool. To be quite honest, I mean, right. the problems that Liverpool have are, are players who are injured. Yeah. you know, the, the the but the problems that Manchester United have are just very, 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 very serious. I mean, in terms of morale, players having to go and not having to go. Yeah. Is Ronaldo going to play? Is Ronaldo going to stay? All this carry on. I mean, Klopp hasn't got those problems at the moment. Never did have them because he got, got, got in charge of the situation from the start. Yeah. We, we, you, you don't know what to expect. Manchester United play tonight. What team are they going to play? Yeah. How, do you, how do you get morale back in, in, in a week, Damon? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a it's, it's very, very difficult situation. He's a big job to do and he's a long way to go. I mean, if I was a Manchester United supporter, you'd be keeping your fingers crossed but everything would be okay tonight, and 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 the team would start playing. But you're going, are you going to do that in a week? You know, last week they had a terrible result, and he brought them back in this in, in on the Sunday to do extra training. He made them They're run. That's not always.
0: I think the the Brentford ran fifteen kilometers more than Manchester United in the game. <laughs> he brought them yeah. in and made them run
2: fifteen. Uh, yeah, but that, is- But that's a day late I mean. Exactly. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's <laughs> I do, yeah. that's, that's that's nonsense. You, you could why not bring him in on Monday and, and do extra, <laughs> to do give them more training. does That mean they're going to run more on on the Saturday. <laughs> it, this, is, this is total nonsense. It, it's, it, once you hear that, it makes from Manchester United's point of view, where it was a Manchester United supporter make me feel worse. Right. I mean. Just so me- I, you don't know what to expect. You just don't know what to expect. But if I will put money on it now. I'd put a few bob on Liverpool. I certainly wouldn't put any money
0: on Manchester United. No, I won't be doing that. I'll be putting my money in the bank, uh, in the post office, (laughs) actually. (laughs) Liam, uh, I just want to ask you about Casemiro. We've seen him over the years. He is a really good holding player. He's played in between Closer and Modric. He has had a lot of injuries. When he does play, he really breaks up attacks, uses the ball well. He's 30 years of age. He's probably had more injuries than you'd want. They paid £65 Does that smack of desperation just to get a name? And he's willing to come to Manchester, which is interesting. Um, Ancelotti, the Madrid coach, uh, is a shrewd old uh, owl. He wouldn't be selling him if he was good to go. No, well,
3: uh, Real Madrid don't don't have to sell, but I suppose they... They're looking at balancing the books a bit and it makes sense. It makes total sense. Uh, you'd have to say Casemiro has been a great player for yes. Real Madrid. Like, he was terrific in the Champions League final yes. against Liverpool. And that's only a few months ago. So he's 30. Uh, that's a good age for a midfield player. You can get another two or three years out of him. Right. But he's a big, heavy lad. And as you said, Eamon, he's had a few injuries. So that yeah. that would, you know, that, the, that would put a question mark behind the signing, but he is a top player and he is a kind of player that Manchester United need. If you've got Ericsson playing in that position, uh, you know, when Ericsson's far better up around in the last third of the field, uh, it makes you scratch your head. So it was a signing that was probably needed in that position, but only time will tell whether Casemiro is going to deliver at his age and with the injuries, as you said, as daddy's had, but, uh, Uh, I'll be watching tonight, and uh, I suppose we'll talk about them next week.
0: Okay, Liam Brady and John Giles, thank you both very much for joining us on The Stand. Two great players, two great analysts, and uh, neither Liam nor me will be putting any money on Manchester United tonight. (laughs) Thanks to John for the good advice. Gamble carefully is our new motto that's all, we have. that's all we have time for now we're grateful to john and Liam, of course to all of you for listening that's all we have time for we'll talk to you soon
1: small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project